Very special guest today joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always coming to you from our awesome studios. And it's my former roommate, the legendary Ken Anderson, number 14 in your program, number one in your heart. This guy was as accurate as anybody. Very, very underrated athlete. He could run, he could throw, he could do it all. And wanted to find out what he thought about Jake Browning and the success that Jake Browning is having. We asked him about that. We asked him why, and he talked about how his teammates are playing so well around him, the coaching staff putting together great game plans, you know, the running game, complimenting what Jake Browning's doing. We've talked about it, and, and Kenny seems to be in concert with it. You know, if everybody does little, nobody has to do a lot, and then Jake Browning could be the best version of Jake Browning that he can possibly be, and that's the way it's looking. Uh, we talked about the upcoming opponent, games left, and the schedule. In the hunt, in the hunt, one of six teams with a seven and six record. You'll like what Ken Anderson has to say about Jake Browning and the possibilities for the Cincinnati Bengals football team down the stretch. We look forward to another year of In the Trenches presented by First Star Logistics. But we wanted to give you some big news. This season, you'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on In the Trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content. You made an unbelievably wise decision today to join in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, because we have the best quarterback to ever play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Franchise history, bar none. And uh, we're honored to have Ken Anderson join us to talk about Jake Browning. How about that? Perform those performances by J.K., what do you think, my man? Well, he, he may be the best quarterback ever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's looking pretty talk on good. Uh, no, I, I think the, the exciting thing, Dave, is, uh, you know, I was at, uh, you know, the, the Pittsburgh game and it was kind of a, a struggle for him that day. And to see the improvement from next to the next week down in Jacksonville and then to this game, I mean, he's really playing with a lot of confidence, it sure looks like. Is that the big thing? confidence is what it's all about? You know, I think so. You know, he's not tended to making decisions, you know, most of the time. Uh, I, I think the other thing is that the team has a lot of confidence in him. And, you know, so everything around it, and, you know, it, to me it looked like uh, all of a sudden they go down to Jacksonville and, uh, you know, they started running the football. He's under center. They, they committed to the run a little bit. But I think what in uh, maybe in Pittsburgh they only ran the ball eight times total. And it was going to be a low-scoring game. They weren't going to score a bunch. So, you, could, you know, that's a game you could ride with the run, even if it's not successful. But, you know, all of a sudden, the next game, you know, they're kind of committed to the run. He's under center a little bit. They're making some plays out of play-action passes, moving the pocket a little bit. And, it, you know, kind of continued last week. But now, all of a sudden, you know, they found a screen game. You know, and how about Chase Brown? You know, we've got kind of his first extensive playing time and, you know, it's just they're really playing good complimentary football. The defense stepped up, you know, yesterday as well. And 
so no, I, it's just, uh, it, it's really kind of fun to watch him play. And now, it, you know, as, uh, you know, as my sweatshirt says, why not us? It is us, you know, I mean, the rest of the year, why, I mean, the way we're playing, why not? Exactly. I mean, why not? I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Chase Brown. He's got the longest run from scrimmage for the Bengals this year, 31 yards, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and then in the screen game, uh, he's got a 54-yard touchdown to go along with, uh, with that run of 31 yards. I mean, this, this kid is, a, is an explosive, uh, big play, you know, chunk yardage type guy. I mean, he, he's, he's got something to him. When he accelerates, he, he, on, that, on the screen pass, he got up to over 22 miles an hour GPS deal that they do now in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Second only to DK Metcalf. Second only in the in the in the all season long, like twenty two point oh five miles per hour or something. He can pick him up and move him, man. Right. And what a nice change of pace to Joe Mixon, who I think is really running well now. He's running hard. He made plays in, in the screen game. So now you know they got a kind of a nice you know one two combination. And you know we said, well, where's he been? Well, he's kind of been you know nagging injuries, you know, the first part of the season. So it's nice to see him healthy, getting a chance. So, like you said, uh, two screen passes go for 99 yards and one of them for a touchdown. Two screens for 99 yards. He had 275 yards passing. When you have 99 yards on a couple of screens, I mean, that, that gets you settled in. That gets you off and going and, and builds that confidence, doesn't it? Oh, no, it sure does. But what I what I like, Dave, is that same motion they threw the screen off of, I think may, might have been the series before, same motion and threw a play action pass down the field. Yep. So they yep. had a lot of complimentary things, you know, off the, the same look for the defense. Is that is that what it's all about? Is that, uh, you know, try, when you have a, a quarterback and you're trying to – I mean, you played the game at the highest level. You coached the quarterback position as well at the highest level. From a coaching standpoint, is it you're trying to get a, a, a quarterback, an inexperienced quarterback, a handful of plays that might work against as many different things as you possibly can imagine? You know, I, I think that's a, a, a big factor right there. But I, I think as much as anything, the last couple of weeks is coming up with a game plan. And then Jake being able to communicate, uh, I like this, I don't like this. You know, before, he hadn't run much of anything. Right. You know, he, he kind of said, I, I don't know what I like and I don't like. But now he's kind of getting a feel for it that I feel comfortable with this. He's doing a great job kind of, you know, moving the pocket a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, he's making good decisions. So I think he's comfortable and have confidence in what, what uh, Zach is calling. The last two games, he got the ball to eight different receivers last week and nine different receivers in this football game, and he did it by halftime. I mean, he's he's distributing the ball like you did, you know, distributing the ball to all quadrants of the football field. How, how big is that? Well, no, I, I think, you know, take what they give you. You know, and I, I think the other good thing, Dave, is, you know, nobody's complaining about touches. I mean, last week, you know, Jamar, you know, how many times did he get, you know, 10 catches, something like that? There wasn't nearly as many this week. Right. All of a sudden, T. Higgins is featured a little bit more. Hayden Hurst gets his first touchdown. So I, I think it's, you know, just going and, all right, I, I kind of got a feel for what's going to happen here and, and throw, the, throw the ball to the guy that's open. Yeah. Hudson uh, got that touchdown catch to yeah. tight end. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, 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 it's it's yeah. remarkable. Now Jake's completion percentage in the uh, in the games seventy five point five percent. Very Ken Anderson like. I mean, he's almost thrown for a thousand yards already. Nine hundred twenty four yards, seventy five point five percent yards per attempt. Nine point oh six. 
because of those, you know, screen pass chunks mm-hmm. and, and other chunks. Five touchdowns, two interceptions, quarterback rating of 110.9. I mean, they are they are allowing Jake Browning to be the best version of himself he possibly can be, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are. But, I, again, I kind of go back to it that, uh, you know, when you kind of get the running game established, it anchors the line a little bit, uh, the defensive line, and it gives the offensive line a lot more confidence. I can come off the ball a little bit rather than pass protecting the whole game. Um, that lends to the play-action pass. And the nice thing about most play-action passes, it's seven- or eight-man protections. Yep. So, you know, you've got these things are solidified up front. So, but like I said, I think you know, one of the big keys the last couple of weeks is being able to run the football. Drew Sample, uh, they've they've put him in the backfield on the hip of Jake Browning, a big 260-pound tight end that's doing a great job for him and blitz pickup, and then he's leaking out there late, you know, as a, mm-hmm. a, a safety valve uh, from to check down and and that sort of thing. I mean, they are they're they're they've really put together a, a plan where and Frank Pollock's run game. I don't want to uh, leave him out. The last couple of weeks has been he's going to trap you, he's going to pin you. He's going to double team you. And I, I swear, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, these guys were kind of looking around a little bit. Where's it coming from now? And that slows the pass rush down big time. Yeah. And they've got good interior linemen, you know, up in yeah. the too. And, uh, you know, they really weren't a factor in the game. And, you know, they were uh, doing a good job. I believe you've got most of the stats and sacking the quarterback coming in and get, get, getting turnovers. Uh, no sacks last week. You know, we had the one pick six, and I looked like more of a miscommunication, maybe between him and the tight end when the ball had kind of gotten one hand and batted up and they, they ran it back. Um, so, uh, no, I, I just think, you know, it, it's, it's just exciting. You know, I mean, here we are. It was kind of, you know, doomsday and hit when Joe Burrow got hurt. And then the Pittsburgh game, oh, my gosh, the season's over, you know. And then all of a sudden the spark is back. And, uh, you know, and, and the thing is I, uh, you know, after the Pittsburgh game, uh, you know, I had lunch with, with Ted Karras and, you know, still, you know, it wasn't a good game, but upbeat, ready to go to get ready for the next game. Let's go down to Jacksonville. And I think that was the attitude of the whole team. It's okay. You know, we're better than this. Uh, nobody got their daubers down and let's just go back to work. Everybody do your job. And it sure paid off the last two weeks. Man, it's, it's, it's amazing. In the last two games, uh, in a two-minute and 20-second span down in Jacksonville, the Bengals gave up 14 points. And they go from a seven-point lead to a seven-point deficit. And then in this football game, they're up 14 in 25 seconds. The Colts scored two touchdowns to tie the football game. Now, the Bengals never trailed in this game against the Colts, but they took a – I mean, the, the, the Jaguars took a lead down there on the road in a hostile environment, Monday night football. And the thing that impressed me, you know, uh, the whole football team, not just Jake, but Jake kept his composure. You know, okay, stared adversity right in the face, and then came back and, and and won the football game. You know, compartmentalized and moved on, overcame the mistakes. And uh, Hudson, like you mentioned, he and Jake had a communication issue on the on the pick six. What does he do? He goes to him on third and ten for first down. Goes to him for a touchdown. You know, move on and and and, and overcoming the adversity like that. That's a big growing experience, isn't it? No, no, it is. And, and I think the other thing I like is to see Joe Burrow's involvement on the sideline. You know, he's got a headset on. He, he's looking at the iPad. He's passing it to Jake. He's communicating with him. Uh, I won't mention any other quarterbacks around the league that may be hurt, but, 
They had shots of him, you know, one game sitting up, uh, you know, in a private suite rather than being down on the sideline with his teammates. And, you know, Joe is so in tune with what's going on and his eyes are invaluable. And I'm sure he might be able to get in, uh, in Zach's ear every once in a while about what he sees and what may be good coming up. So there's still a month to play, four games to play in the National Football League and 48 different players, I think it's 48, that's the last count I heard, have played at the quarterback position already this season. It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, what what can you do, Kenny? I mean, is there anything that can be done to to keep these guys a little bit healthier at the quarterback position? It's a, it's a tough dynamic, man. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of our are just freak things, Dave. I mean, you, you, we can't protect the quarterback by the rules any more than we're doing right now. Right. You know, Joe Burrow, you know, falling on his wrist. Well, you, you know, what, what are you going to do about that? I mean, it right. wasn't a late hit. There was nothing, you know, going on with that play. I, I think it, it goes back to showing the importance of a backup quarterback. Um, and I think, of course, after Joe gets hurt, you know, you listen to a lot of the, the talking heads uh, on some of the sports call-in shows. Well, they, they, they got to go out and they got to get a veteran. They should have invested in a backup quarterback before the season started. They should, never should have got to this point. Just all of a sudden, you know, we, we may have thought our Brock Purdy. Right, right. You, you know, I mean, it's – so now I, I think anything, if he can continue to progress, and I mean, quite frankly, he's not going to keep on this pace the rest of the season. You know, no quarterback is. Um, but as long as he can be solid for the rest of the year, then I think that just goes to show, man, we, we, got, we got two guys that can play and can win for us. We're in good shape for next year. What did you think when he left the game with that cramping in his thumb? I mean, at the time, nobody knew exactly what the, what the situation was. Have you ever cramped up your thumb? Has you ever had that situation? No. I, I mean, the, the, the thing was funny is it, it's when he was running the ball, and then all of a sudden, that's when he kind of started fiddling with it. And I go, right. well, what the heck's going on here? And then, oh, my God, did he break his thumb? And Oh, gosh. No. But, but I do have a lot of confidence in A.J. McCarron. I will say this. But um, – and then he comes back, he had a cramp in his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> then I just had to start laughing. I can only imagine the grief that he was getting on the sidelines. Oh, man. I, I, I guess Joe Burrow was just laughing his head off, man. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was crazy. And you know how it is um, when it's in the 30s, you don't necessarily feel like you need to drink water. And I, I guess he didn't drink any water and he just got dehydrated yeah. and got cramped well, up. Well, <laughs> Like I say, he learned the lesson, and he's going to have to pay the price in the locker room for a while now. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no two ways about that. Maybe right. more thumb exercises, Dave. I don't know if that would help or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, on a two-game winning streak, scored 34 points in both of the football games. I mean, that that's, that's pretty darn impressive. And now, uh, coming to town, the Minnesota Vikings – off of a three-to-nothing victory. I, it, in this era of football, I never thought I'd see a three-nothing final. It's crazy. Oh, no, you, that can't be right. You know, are they still in the right. first quarter? No, it's at the end of the game. No. Well, you know, and I, I think, you know, Minnesota is suffering. You know, uh, they lost their starting quarterback. And, right. you know, then they, they, they traded for, you know, Joshua Dobbs. Yep. You know, he comes in and, and lights it up right away, and then he kind of sets back into reality. And, but I, I think it just goes to show it. It's a, another game that you can't say, oh, gosh, the Bengals have no chance in this one. You know, I mean, you, you look at the rest of the schedule. I mean, who on there is not beatable? Right. You They're know, all- I mean, I, I think we've got, you know, Baltimore one more time. 
But, uh, you know, but other than that, I mean, guys playing with backup quarterbacks, uh, you know, we got to win, you know, three out of the four. I think when we get to 10, we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, we've got uh, Baltimore, they have played twice, but they do have Cleveland, they do have Pittsburgh um, in, in the, in the final, in the final uh, games. They've also got, got to go to Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one. Yeah. And, you know, the, Minnesota, Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator. There's not a blitz, uh, a, a pressure package, uh, a defensive front that's been running the National Football League that he won't run. I mean, this guy, he's, he's so hard to prepare for because he's got so much stuff that he uses, coverage-wise and everything else, too. As a former coach, quarterback coach in the National Football League, coordinator and everything you've done, how do you how do you prepare for a guy like this? I mean, is it do you try to make again a few things applicable to as many different looks as you can? Yeah, that that's a good idea. Um, I would start off. Let's try to get a good run game. You can do it all you want back in the secondary disguising stuff. If we're running the football down your throat, it doesn't mean anything. And then all of a sudden, that changes your plan. You've got to commit safeties to stop the run, and it takes you out of what you may want to do in your exotic blitz packages. You know, and all of a sudden, if, if you can be successful on first and second down, it's tough to come with all those exotic third down blitzes. You know, when you can get the ball out quick and, and still pick up a first down. So, you know, I think, you know, just constantly just stay trying to stay ahead of the down and distance, you know, in, in this one. And like I say, give the offensive line a chance to, to do their job. It's amazing. There are 16 teams in the AFC. Six of them are seven and six right now. Six different teams are seven and six. It is absolutely nuts. I mean, the Bengals are right in the thick of it, uh, but every team they play, like you say, are beatable. But every team remaining on the schedule, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, every single one of them be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. No, you know, and, and everybody says, you know, Kansas City, well, they, you know, we've done okay against them in, in the past. And, you know, and they look beatable this year. I mean, you yeah. watched the game that they had uh, – you know, last night. So, no, I mean, like I say, it's, uh, you know, why not us? You know, it kind of goes back to the same they had, a, a, you know, a couple of years ago. Well, you know, the vast majority of this team have been through situations like this, okay? You know, they've got experience to, to lean on, you know, in these playoff stretches. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, that'll be a lot of, a, a big calming effect on Jake as well. One thing that the uh, the Bengals have done a really good job of is uh, taking care of the football. I mean, they're they're they've only had eleven giveaways in thirteen games, eleven tied for fewest in the NFL. They've uh, put the ball on the ground seven fumbles in in uh, in thirteen games, tied for second fewest in the league, and lost only two, tied for fewest in the NFL. I mean, that's something that Jake has carried on with. I mean, he's not. He's not a turnover machine. That's a big deal, isn't it? No, it, it is. You know, how many times you see these young guys go in a game and, uh, you know, the ball's going into the other people's hands and, you know, and, and you're out of the game before it starts. Um, you know, I, I really like his poise, you know, and he hasn't played a lot in the NFL, but this guy has been a winner. I mean, how many, you know, California state titles did he win and how many touchdown passes did he throw in high school? He had a great career at Washington. I, I think he might have been a four-year starter. Won yep. a lot of games there. Completed a lot of passes. And, you know, it, it sometimes as, as coaches, when you scout, uh, 
well, maybe he's not fast enough. Well, maybe his arm's not strong enough. It's maybe this, maybe that. Well, all of a sudden, he's uh, I, I give him a lot of credit. He's bounced around, what, five years now on practice squads. And, and, and I really like reading about him. All he's been concerned about since he's been here is how can I help make the team better? Coming into my off day, sitting in on the defensive backs meetings, kind of give him a quarterback perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, as some guys, well, I'm, I'm running the scout team. I want to look good. Well, the coaches want to see the ball go here on this play and taking that and use, learn how I can try to fit the ball into tight holes and make myself better, you know, making those kinds of throws. So, you know, I, I think like everybody else on this team, he works hard at making himself better, and that just makes the team better. So if you're, if you're Jake Browning and you've been, in, you've been in the league, you know, and you've lit it up, you know, it, the first game was so-so, but two games in a row now, you've lit it up. Everybody's like, oh, he'll come back down to earth. He didn't. But like you said, at some point, there's going to be, you know, a bummer. Everybody has him. <laughs> Do you think that he's made of the right stuff? Do you think that he'll be able to compartmentalize? It seems like he's steady Eddie, very even kill kid. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at the Pittsburgh game, yeah. I mean, you know, that interception was a, a bad red zone interception that he had that took yeah. points off the board for us. They gave them seven. You know, that was, that was the difference in the game. He comes out the next game and lights it up. So it appears that he's got all those qualities. And, and like I say, that's, you know, the thing that gives me a lot of confidence is listening to the other players in the locker room, whether it be on offense or defense that have the confidence in him. Okay. So he's completing three out of every four passes. Um, when you look at his mechanics and his, and his uh, fundamentals, you know, and uh, how he throws the football, you were the best in my mind to ever do it in terms of the art of quarterback in the book you wrote, throwing the football. What does he look like to you? You know, very sound in what, what he does. I mean, I think he's getting the ball out of his hand. I mean, he's throwing the deep ball well. Uh, he's doing a great job in the play-action pass. I think the only, you know, if I got to nitpick a little bit, the only thing that makes me nervous is, you know, you'll see him sometimes step up in the pocket and deliver the ball, does a great job. But sometimes he kind of retreats too much, and I'm getting very nervous that he's going to take the big sack or, or and trying to throw it away, throw it to the wrong guy. But so far that hasn't happened, but that's uh, the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous. And finally, and thanks for carving the time you've carved with us today, sir. Greatly appreciated. You're the best. How good has Zach Taylor been calling plays? We talked about it earlier. The three quarterbacks, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, um, both Joe Burrow and Jake Brown have talked about how that is unbelievable in their quarterback room. And how big has that been, having those three guys working with Jake Brownie and then Zach calling the plays? Well, no, I, I think that's a big deal. They understand the game from a quarterback standpoint and how to be quarterback friendly in, in an offense. Uh, you know, so I, I think the whole thing has been has been working well. I think the only thing I I may have to come out of retirement and coach Tyler Boyd up a little bit on on his throwing, uh, but <laughs> other than that, I think the quarterbacks are doing a pretty good job. Uh, you're the man, Kay. I uh, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving with your family and. And friends, and by the way, you do phenomenal things with your foundation. Give us a little update. What's going on now with the foundation, Coach? Well, you know, we got a lot of great things going with what we're doing. We've got our annual appeal uh, going on right now. Uh, we we need, you know, every nonprofit uh, I think in the area, you know, always needs the help financially. And 
you know, if you find it in your heart, uh, go to KenAndersonAlliance.org, find out what we're doing uh, in serving adults with developmental and intellectual disabilities, creating live, work, and engage opportunities. But I was out there uh, today and went in the back where our melodic connections, our music therapy is going on, and they were playing Christmas carols. We've got a big concert coming up on Friday night out at the facility. So, you know, come on out there between 6 and 8. It's on, on Plainfield Road, the Ken Anderson Alliance. Our coffee shop will be open. You can buy a cup of coffee, uh, get uh, some hot chocolate for the concert, do a little Christmas shopping. I think we got some Ken Anderson jerseys out there and some of those things, some Bengal hats, I, I, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, but, uh, but please, you know, uh, our help with the annual appeal would be uh, really appreciated. Again, it's KenAndersonAlliance.org. Good stuff, sir. And uh, I know I'll be talking to you before Christmas, but still have the merriest Christmas you've ever had and happiest New Year you've ever had as well. Well, thank you very much. And, and I, I just thought of one thing, Dave, that, that why maybe I didn't get thumb cramps very much. You know, that 12 ounce, you know, <laughs> something cold to hold on to, you know, kind of always took care of my thumb. So, and I will leave it at that. You're icing it down and, and having fluids. Putting yeah. fluids. <laughs> it's all good. See, always thinking, always yeah. thinking, always ahead of the game. You're the best, my man. Thanks, Thanks. Dave. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.